Well, hey kids, this is the Preacher and the Piano Man, a fun podcast to help kids learn and pray the Bible with their parents. My name's Tyler. I'm the Preacher. And my name is Trevor Marshall, and I'm the Piano Man. Whoa, Trevor, while that was enchantingly beautiful, um, it was also weird and unexpected. Why are you singing opera right now? Because I noticed that every great piece of art has a musical episode, and I thought, what if we brought that energy to the podcast? Oh, um, yeah, I don't think I can do that today. Why not? Uh, um, <coughs> because I've, I've lost my voice. <clears throat> you lost your voice? How did you do that, Tyler? Actually... True story. I lost my voice yelling at my kids, eight-year-old coach pitch baseball team. We did make it to the state championship largely because of coaching, but coaching comes at a price. It's your voice. I'm assuming when you say yelling, you mean yelling, yay, good job, kids. You're all doing great and nothing mean. Oh, yeah, mostly. Okay, good. Well, I guess I guess we'll maybe maybe we'll do a musical episode next season. Who knows? Um, but how about today we'll just talk then, Tyler, and speaking of talking, I'm hoping and hopeful that even though you don't feel good, you'll be able to tell us via your voice, um, just some cool stories about Jesus. Maybe I'll ask some clarifying questions. Uh, and then at the end, I'll write a little songy song about it at all. That's right. And Trevor, this is going to be music to your ears. Today's episode, we are going to learn all about... The greatest rule ever, ever. And actually, there's not one rule, there's two. And we already learned about it in season one, episode four. And I know you remember everything we said in that episode, but we're going to learn about it again because it's a super important rule, even more important than my favorite rule, which is this, girls rule, boys drool. Let's do it. Hit the theme song, girls. You roll. Those yummy goldfish. Cause guess what? We granted your wish. You get to hear from your bucket list. It's the preacher and the piano man. Fun and now go hand in hand. And this time it will be grand. It's the preacher and the piano man. All right, well, um, our vocab word today, kids, is commandment commandment and trevor do you know what a commandment is yeah it's like a topping for your hot dog or hamburger uh no that's a condiment try again uh yeah um it's like when you take over somebody else's pirate ship Mm, no that's commandeering a ship okay so trevor uh, let me just help you out here a commandment is it's really just another word for rule and kids i have a question for you Do you know why rules exist? Yeah, I know. It's to steal all of our fun. Yeah. Yeah, and because my dad is the sheriff of the fun police and he loves making rules. Hey, what's that? You kids are having fun? Well, I'm Connor's dad and I'm the fun police and here's 78 rules so then there's no more fun. Stop right there, son. You know the rule. Only one small dessert after your veggies. We wouldn't want you eating any food that actually tastes good. We want you to eat food that tastes like the grass in our front yard. And also, I'm not going to keep this rule. I'm going to eat a whole roll of Oreos while yelling at you because I'm your dad, the fun police. Whee! 
Yeah, stop right there, daughter. You know the rule. No getting on the iPad until you do your homework. We wouldn't want you having fun after school now, would we? We just want you to be in school all day long. School in the morning, school in the afternoon, school in the evening. And I'm saying all this while scrolling on Instagram for the next hour. This is your mom, the fun, please. Okay, kids, simmer, simmer down. Wow. Sounds a little angsty, you know? We touched a sore spot right we there. Did. Kids, your parents aren't trying to be the fun police. You know that? And rules aren't meant to steal your fun. So, according to the story of the Bible, this is what a commandment is for. A commandment um, is a rule that God gave humans to help us flourish together. That's all it is. And I love the word flourish. See, you know what flourish means, kids? Flourish makes me think of a garden where all the flowers are beautiful and they're reaching for the sun. All the plants are bearing fruit and vegetables that are yummy to eat. That's, that's what flourishing looks like. And that's what God wants for us. God wants us all to get along. He wants us all to be honest and respectful and caring. He wants us all to have fun and food and friendships. He wants us to feel important and to feel cared for. This is how he made the world in the beginning. And he wants the world he designed to work how he designed it. And most importantly, he wants us to be close with him. There's nothing better than getting close to God. And no, your parents and teachers aren't perfect. They're not God. Sometimes they struggle to follow their own rules. but. They've been placed by God as an authority in your life to help you flourish. So maybe they have you eat your veggies every once in a while and they don't give you endless sugar, but it's only because they want you to be strong and healthy and feel good. Maybe they have you do your homework, but it's only because they know the power of an education. Maybe they make you wear sunscreen sometimes, okay, but that's because they don't want your skin to burn. You see, kids, God gave us commandments and parents to help us flourish. And I know it doesn't feel like it, but God's rules are part of the good news of the kingdom. And Trevor, I love good news, don't you? We interrupt your Bluey episode with some breaking news. Bonnie, a five-year-old beagle mix, accidentally got out of her family's backyard and was found on the side of the road miles away. The man who found her just so happened to be going to a dog show. He decided he'd enter the dog into the show, and you guessed it, this beagle won best in show. Later that day, this beagle-finding man made an ad about this lost doggy-woggy and the rightful owners not only got their dog back, but it also had the best-in-show ribbon as well. I guess you could say that anything is Paul's Sabol. I've been Trevor Marshall, and that's good news. That was actually kind of sweet. I'm really starting to—the whole news segment starting to grow on me, Trevor. I'm liking it. They're, these are real stories, by the way, oh. which is pretty cool. Wow. That's, uh, that's special. Now, in Matthew 22, something else really special happens. Some lawyers asked Jesus to tell them what he thought the greatest commandment was in all the rules of God. That's not an easy question because there were 613 rules for Jesus to choose from in the Old Testament. And I'm gonna tell you what, 613 is a lot to juggle. But speaking of juggling, Fortunately for us today, as you found out, kids, in season two, 
we have a world juggling expert with us. None other than Trevor Marshall, the piano man. And today on this podcast, right before your eyes, you are going to watch with your own two eyes, Trevor break history. The current world record right now for the most items ever juggled is 11. But today you're going to witness with your eyes, Trevor, the juggle master, AKA juggle Joe, AKA the juggle, not AKA juggle, snuggle, buggle. His wife knows him as juggly puff. Harry Potter calls him the muggle of juggle. Trevor, you ready? All right, well, I'm here to make comments and juggle a lot, and I'm all out of comments. Cue the music. All right, this is great juggling music, even better than last time. Um, And let's start with something easy, Trevor. Here is two juggle balls. Oh, this is simple. Remember, kids, we've got to get past 11. 11's the record, so here's a bowling pin. Okay, not too bad. What else you got? And how about a floppy disk from the 90s? Oh, retro, very nice. That's that's four items. Now, how about a slippery bar of slope? Whoa, and, uh, first time I washed my hands this year. And how about a hungry shark? Okay, okay. And how about a chainsaw? Easy. That's seven kids. How about that cat that gets in your trash cans? Uh, you're gonna be impressed with this one. You Here's a real kids. mermaid. Oh, slippery. Here's a pack of Peter's pickled peppers. Oh, also slippery. Here's a synonym for cinnamon. Oh, hard to say, but here it is. That's eleven items, kid. One more items. The last item will be. Hold on, Trevor. An Irish wristwatch. Oh. Are you ready, Trevor? You bet. Kids, are you ready? Chant it with me, kids. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Come on, kids. Chant it five times as fast as you can. All right, that was good, kids. Now here it comes, an Irish wristwatch, and... (laughs) We broke the record. This is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I do what I can. Wow. Irish wristwatch. What's the difference... By the way, between an Irish wristwatch and an American. Oh, where it's made. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Obvious. Now, look, kids, uh, Trevor is an expert, uh, but not everyone can juggle so many things, especially when it comes to rules. So, to answer the lawyer's question about which rule was the greatest out of all 613, Jesus does us a big favor and he simplifies all of God's commandments down to two. Now, before I read them, Trevor, real quick, do you have any guesses of what the two greatest commandments are? Oh, yeah. Got them written down in my heart. Move your feet, lose your seat, and he who smelt it, dealt it. Hmm. He who, who smelt what? I don't really, I think it's about like, uh, if you're like uh, someone who works at like a casino and you're like passing out the cards and if you smell something, then you're the one who passes the cards out. Oh, okay. That makes sense, I think. Now, those aren't bad commandments per se, but they're not the two greatest commandments, at least not according to Jesus. In Matthew 22, verse 37, this is how Jesus replied to the lawyer. He said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And a second commandment is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus said this. He said, the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So, do you hear it, kids? One, he said, commandment one is love God with everything you got. Commandment two is love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus says the entire Bible's based on these two. Basically, if you get love right, you'll be all right. And if you get love wrong, we'll sing you a song. Uh, now remember, I have my voice, Trevor. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, now, 
Loving God is actually pretty simple to understand. God's love language is obedience. God wants you to read his word. He wants you to learn about his son, Jesus, and just obey what you read and what you learn. He feels so loved when you honor and respect him enough to trust that his way is the best way to do life. It's like I always say to my kids, God's way is the best way, so his way is our way. John 14, verse 23, Jesus said, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them. And anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. Now that's commandment one. Commandment two is loving your neighbor. And it's pretty simple to understand too. Loving your neighbor, kids, just means loving whoever God puts in front of you. The word neighbor means whoever is near you, literally. So it doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl, if they're young or old, if they're nice or mean, if they're a Christian or not a Christian. If they're near you, you should love them. Which is exactly what I've been telling the squirrel, Trevor. Whoa, where, where'd, you wow. go? where'd you come from? Man, he's angry. I came from our room. You know, the, the room that me and the squirrel have been sharing for the past two weeks, and I've told him already, if we're going to be roommates here at the church in the second grade classroom, then he has to stop thinking about himself and start thinking about someone else every once in a while. Spray the shower with the shower spray when you're done. Put your dishes in the sink after dinner. Leave the thermostat on 67. It gets hot with all this furl, squirrel guy. Relax. I'm starting to think you don't appreciate my presence around here, my little friend. First off, I don't take showers. I'm a squirrel, capiche? But if I did, I'd tell you to stop leaving so much hair in the shower drain. Bada bing, bada boom. I'm making a spaghetti and a meatball for our dinner tonight. And tonight, you do the dishes. Whoa. Man, that's the second time in a couple days that they have, man, they just really, they got to figure things out. Hopefully in two more episodes by now, they can really hash things out and, you know, learn to love each other. Yeah, we'll see what comes of it. And, you know, also it's just a little concerning to me that two rodents live in our second grade classroom here at church. I just, I just tell the kids on the weekend to be on the lookout and make sure they tell their teacher that there are rodents in the room. Now back to Jesus and loving neighbor. Once in Luke chapter 10, a lawyer asked Jesus, who's my neighbor that I have to love? And to answer him, Jesus told this famous story called the Good Samaritan. He basically said, once there was a Jewish man walking down the road who got beat up by a bunch of bandits. They tore his clothes, they punched him around. They took his money and they left him to die by the side of the road. So then a guy who worked at the temple came walking by, we call him maybe a pastor. And you'd think a pastor would help, but but he didn't, he didn't help, he just kept walking. Then another guy who worked at the temple, kind of like somebody may, might work at your church, he walked by too, and you would think somebody who worked at the church would help him too, right? But he didn't help him either. But then a Samaritan came by and he helped this dying Jewish man. Now, you gotta understand kids, what made this story so unbelievable was that back then the Jews and the Samaritans hated each other. Oh, they were just, oh, they didn't like each other at all. Now, Trevor, to help the kids understand this here, can you give us an example of a couple groups of people that really just don't like each other? Oh, yeah. Well, you got your Capulets and the Montagues. Oh, yeah, You've got your Jedi and the Sith Lords. Mm-hmm. 
You got your team peanut butter versus your team jelly. Big hatred there. Yeah. And you have like your people who like eating salmon and then the people who actually get in relationships. Wait, wait up. I was with you all the way to PB&J. What? But there are people who like salmon and are in relationships too, I think. No, I'm pretty sure. I mean, my wife and I both don't really care for salmon and we're, we're in a relationship, so. Okay, well, anyways, kids. So what you would expect in this story is for the Samaritan to be the one who walks by and doesn't help the Jewish man. Not the people who worked at the church, but instead the Samaritan looks past his hate and looks past his differences with the Jewish man and he loves him. He sacrifices his time, his safety, his money, his comfort, all to help this man get well. Then after Jesus told this story, he looked at the lawyer and he said, I want you to go and do the same as the Samaritan did. Basically he was saying, whoever God puts in front of you, even if it's somebody who you really don't like, I want you to sacrifice for them. Sacrifice your comfort, your time, your stuff to help them out. And what I love about Jesus is he never asks us to do what he wouldn't do. He wasn't just the good Samaritan. Jesus was the great Samaritan because he drew near to us, remember? Incarnation, and he became human and he moved in next door and became our neighbor. But then he sacrificed his life so that we could be healed before God. Now, on that awesome note, Trevor, you think you got an awesome song for us today about the great commandments and love? Does a fish swim in the woods? Um, yes, I got one. I got okay, one. okay, 30 seconds here. Um, let me review the kids. You go handle your fish in the woods in the song. Yeah, kids, thanks for listening today. Your vocab word was commandment. Commandments are rules that God gave us to help us flourish together. And Jesus says there are two rules that matter most. Love God and love your neighbor. Your memory verse today, kids, is Matthew 22, 37 through 40. But here's what I want you to do. I just want you to remember a summary of it. Just remember, greatest commandment number one, love God with all you got. Greatest commandment number two, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, your prayer assignment today, kids, is to reflect on how you can love the people near you better. Who's God put near you? Who's he put in your life? Your family, your friends? maybe even the people who live in your neighborhood, maybe even people at school who it's really hard to love. I want you and your parents right now to go through each of these groups. And I want you to think, how can I love them better? How can I love my family better? How can I love my friends better? How can I love our neighbors in our neighborhood better? How can I love someone who it's hard to love? And then I want you to pray and ask God for help. Now, last thing, Trevor, secret word number two for week two. What is it? The secret word number two for the second week is crackle. Crackle it is. Let's hear a song. The Bible tells us to love. It specifically gives two commands. The first is to love the Lord With all of your heart and your mind That's the first Now number two Love Your neighbor is hard 
sometimes, but that's what Jesus asks of us. That doesn't mean just love the people you live next to, but every single person that you ever met. Do these both? <laughs>